0: All right man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 441. Jason Lingren is with me and Clive DeCarle returns. Uh, we're going to be talking about things that we typically talk about with Clive. There's some new things to talk about. We'll open with one of them. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a beautiful good morning. All right, Clive. Welcome back. It's good that you're not in crazy London town right now, I think.
1: Absolutely. It's really calm in the country. Everything's fine. Although I've noticed just this morning I went out and there are more people wearing masks again, you know, just in the open. Crazy.
0: It's unbelievable. Apparently our commander and thief is saying that Corona is dead. Since we know Corona means crown, it's a bit ironic uh, how the crown goes away with the crown. But anyhow, let's jump into things that actually matter. You had sent me Actually, Vicky had sent me a couple small bottles of a new mushroom capsule, and you're going to have to correct me. I think I remember that you take it for three days on, three days off. Actually, I'll have to read the package. But what I noticed is it sharpened my thinking, and it seems to give you energy, maybe a bit beyond what a cup of coffee does, but for a longer period. Um, Let's get into it. What's it called? What is it? And if I messed up the period that you take it, please correct that
1: uh no 4 days on 3 days off is how to use it and one bottle is like 6 weeks worth at 4 days on 3 days off and it's primarily lion's mane mushroom uh then there's another mushroom called st george's and the combination is with some niacin and niacin is incredibly powerful in, in in a number of ways which, which we can go into and monatomic elements now we were originally going to call it monatomic mushrooms, but then I changed the name to focus because so many people were reporting uh, focus as the sort of the main thing that they noticed. I would say that people were finding that they were able to overcome maybe lifelong emotional difficulties. So some people taking it uh, experienced sadness, but they realized they had to go through Get over some emotional trauma that they may have had. Other people uh, just immediately go straight to sort of a joyful feeling. We had so many people saying, "I've sorted my life out. I've, I've figured out why I'm why I'm here. What I'm meant to be doing." Um, it's been really, really interesting and way more powerful, you might say, than I ever would have expected. So, I mean, lion's mane has been shown over huge length of time to be incredibly good at fixing the brain for want of a better word you know it creates new neural pathways you can um balance the left and right hemisphere of the brain with lion's mane there's just a host of things that it does on a neurological level and most people seem to notice it so the majority, I would say, give very positive reports. One or two say nothing happened. Uh, some, because of this, having to go through the emotions, sometimes some people find it a little bit difficult to begin with. And um, but the inventor of this particular mushroom blend—it is, isn't me. It's uh, somebody I know who's been working on it for about six or seven years now, and he was in the military. And he was suffering from post-traumatic stress. He'd he'd seen a lot of terrible, terrible, terrible things. And he was trying to fix himself. And he discovered Lion's Mane. And he had an intuitive feeling that he could drastically improve on what what he was currently being able to obtain. So he started working with frequencies. And, And as you know, I'm incredibly interested in in frequencies as a, a you know a healing modality and he's been able to in- increase dramatically the efficacy of the mushrooms and he's now developed with a saint george's mushroom he's now developed what what he feels is, is is actually a new strain so after he'd found out what frequencies seem to affect the mushrooms the best he then started working with what he was feeding the mushrooms with. And just, I think, about th- two or three years ago, he, he essentially, I think, doubled the yield and uh, the potency. So basically, we've been having incredible results. Like, I, if, if you like, I could read you one or two, because we've got quite a few testimonials. Would you like me to do that? Yeah, please. This one, this, this guy maybe should be a poet, I think. This is what he writes. I've completed the first seven days, so today, having had a break of three days, I go back to taking the tablets again. They're actually capsules. He says, you know those fish that live at the bottom of a fish tank, hoovering up the excrement, cleaning the water? Well, I feel this tonic is an intrepid ninja, uncovering trapped, putres and petrified energy. In its quiet way, it seeks out and shakes up all the stagnant toxicity held in my cells. It pumps pressurised steam into the angry crevices, softening and dislodging trapped memory, bringing it into focus. As this dissonant underbelly unravels, the storm kicked up in its wake, flinging me around. I lurch from one, a sinking despair, nausea and self-doubt, to two, a quiet objectivity that sneaks in, a still silent place away from the fight on high ground Somewhere observing the madness, reframing reality. Like the fish, it is showing me a way to reprocess the feelings and rage that want to drown
0: me. I hope this
1: makes sense.
0: I think you've got a poet who didn't know it there. That that was quite an expression. Um, Do you have another one? Uh, Yeah, sure.
1: Thanks for getting in touch. Because I I wrote to people saying, tell me what's happened. I bought one pot of the Focus within a big order, and both me and my husband have been taking it. Uh, with the idea to finish the six-week course and buy another pot to do that. I'm happy to say that I'll be doing that today because the change for both of us uh, was a bit overwhelming with all the day-to-day things we have to do. Uh, sorry, I, I missed, missed a line. But almost immediately, we felt uh, we had a good night's sleep and were more able to concentrate on matters in hand. I guess that's what, why you call it focus. It goes on with that. That's the most bit, There's another one. Well, I think it's fantastic. I've struggled with depression for years. I'm now 46 years old. And although I've learned to manage my mental health with energy work, I often feel extreme dips in mood, ranging from feeling low, overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, or just crying a lot. I recently got myself on some good supplements from Clive DeKal and noticed focus. I heard about the lion's mane, etc., but never tried it. Week one, I sweated a lot, including night sweats. But by the end of the first week, I was already feeling lifted. I experienced a lot of brain fog before. Week two, sweats lessened. Uh, Possible headaches due to detoxification. Brain fog. Feel happy and the best I've felt in years. Week three, just about to start the week. Sweats calmed. Headaches lessened. Brain fog improved. Still feeling great. And yesterday, I had some energy work and healing where I was able to shift and release a very traumatic past life experience, which led to my present life of depression, fear, and sadness. I believe I was able physically and mentally strong enough to deal with the healing of this particular event. And with the help of Focus, uh, please feel free to ask me more questions. So, so far, all of them have had, you might say, a rocky
0: start. Here, I'll I'll, I'll give you what I experienced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. So, Vicky sent them to me, and of course, I was getting more magnesium. Um, I can't have enough of your magnesium on hand. I probably do eight to 10 of them a day. And I noticed that when I don't, my hands start to stiffen up a little, not like they used to be Uh, trigger finger. for everyone listening, what they call trigger finger is what the magnesium fixed. And I would also get little bumps on my knuckles and the magnesium keeps that down. But anyhow, I got the two small bottles of the focus mushroom blend. And the first day that I took it, I took it in the morning. Um, I tend to take everything with at least half or if not a full glass of water. And I noticed a, a, a bump in energy, but it's not just a bump in energy. Uh, it's sharper focus. So I guess motivation and sharper focus are the ways that I would describe it. And as I was doing at one point, I lost track of where I was in the cycle. By the way, I should ask, why is it important to take a three-day break uh, in between the days you're taking it?
1: Because of the neurogenesis, you know, new cells are being born in your brain and wiring's going on. You know, there's been a lot of work with lion's mane for decades. And it's just, if you like, giving your brain time now to reprocess and rebuild itself before the next go at it.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess out of the gate, I was impressed with it. And of course, I'm all about anything with frequency involved, these kinds of ideas. As a matter of fact, Recording next after we record, Clive, we'll be doing one solely on frequencies from Conscious Technologies, and I think this is really the new, the new era that lays before us is getting back to these ideas. So I was impressed that the mushroom elements were were paired off with ideas of frequency. Um, but I I think this one's a winner. Um, what's the name of it? If people want to get a hold of it, Clive, uh, it's called Focus. Also the magnesium, and I can't stress magnesium enough. I believe that almost everybody is deficient in magnesium. I know I was, and it started causing troubles. My hands were locking up. I was getting trigger finger. I'd get these weird bumps on my knuckles. As soon as I got on Clive's magnesium, all that went away. Uh, Have you shifted how you make the magnesium or is it primarily a formula that you settled on? Because I noticed when you look at the bottle, you've hand blended what, three, four, maybe five types of magnesium.
1: There are four types and Almost every type of magnesium works really well. There are a couple that don't. I don't like magnesium oxide or magnesium hydroxide, but most of the others have all sorts of effects, but they're different. I mean, a lot of people take magnesium citrate. Now, I I have a small amount of citrate in my blend, but people who take just citrate are liable to end up in the bathroom with diarrhea way before they get enough magnesium to work. But, uh, you know, citrate is quite a useful one. I put in bisglycinate as the number one because that's one of the most bioavailable. It's, it's my favorite version. But it's great to blend them with others. I blend it with taurinate, magnesium taurinate, because particularly, at, say, vegans, they don't get enough taur- taurine, you know, taurus the bull. So for vegans, getting some taurine in the form of magnesium taurate or taurinate is really, really valuable. Then magnesium malate and malate is magnesium combined with malic acid. And malic acid is one of the sort of magic ingredients in mother's milk, for example. So I just found that those four together, uh, although even one of them w- would work alone, uh, the four together seem to be just a brilliant blend. You know, I've never had anybody have a problem with it, I don't think.
0: No, um, the only thing about using the the... the There's staples. Since I've met you, I have staples that I take every day. Of course, the magnesium um, from Fortune to St. Germain, the chlorophyll, chlorofresh little capsules, um, that stuff turns your poop green, but it gets the acidity out of your body. And what I was going to point out is the magnesium, for those of you that have to use the restroom every morning, uh, if you're taking the magnesium, it makes everything a lot quicker and cleaner to not be too rude and the chlorophyll uh the the, the chlorophyll tablets called chlorofresh do that too but also the magnesium and the vitamin C what i would say about those two things that i get from clive is you got to find your balance um because you don't want to be in the bathroom over and over and over, washing everything out of your body. Uh, for me, I started taking two magnesiums at a time. I can take four or five now safely, which cuts down, um, how many times I need to take it in a day. But the other staples that I get from you, Clive, are the iodine, the, the Lugol's iodine, the fulvic minerals, which is a liquid and the selenium. So these are the staples that I try to not miss during the course of a week. Of course, I never miss with the chlorophyll or the magnesium, but those are all things that you provide. And I think they're uh, they're critical for the way I feel. They've solved problems for me. But Jason, do you have a list in front of you? Yes. Do you want to jump in? I've got a guy in my driveway. I've got to walk out. It'll take me all of three or four minutes. Um, I've got to pay a guy and I'll be right back if you want to jump in on the list.
2: What does the magnesium actually do in your body? Obviously our food supply is quite crap these days and I know magnesium is one of those things
1: that's uh, really low. Well, the researchers now reckon that magnesium allows over 3000 different biological functions in our body. It allows vitamin C to work properly. It allows every cell of our body to relax. So, you know, people who have heart problems, they're usually tense, stressed. So magnesium literally relaxes every cell in the body. So mentally you're calmer, your heart is calmer. People who've got arrhythmia, for instance, you know, rapid heartbeat, that often just calms right down and in minutes. Arthritis, back pain, joint pain, that sort of thing can be eased significantly. Um, people who have got um, were sort of, you know, you see old people who are leaning forward, they've got a sort of hunch, hunchback sort of thing. Um uh, that tightness over the years by lack of magnesium. People with constipation, they're lacking magnesium. Uh, it, it really works for almost everything. Anybody who gets hiccups, that's magnesium deficiency. Anybody who gets anxious, depressed, uh, people who have uh, epilepsy, magnesium deficiency, um, it's huge. It, it's number one. For me, if, if I only had to choose one, supplement, it would be magnesium. And the interesting thing is that Crow was mentioning chlorophyll. Now, our blood is, the basis of our blood is iron, but the basis of the blood of a plant, which is chlorophyll, is magnesium. So why magnesium uh, and chlorophyll are almost identical in function is they both will uh, reduce acidity. They are sort of the same in two different forms, but Personally, given the choice, I I would choose magnesium over the chlorophyll. But um, as growers is doing, it may be that both is a very nice balance.
2: So if we were jumping back in time 150 years, what foods would normally have it in it that is now
1: deficient? Uh, well, pretty much everything. You know, Everything that grows from the ground would have magnesium in it. Everything in the sea, because uh, magnesium chloride is one of the major elements in salt in seawater and you know a lot of people for instance would take dead sea salt baths you know they used to be incredibly popular the spas were often magnesium rich waters because of the whole relaxing pain relieving element of it but when we get stressed and it could be you know stress from life it could be stress from emfs it could be stress in any way that it comes Our body helps us out by releasing magnesium from its stores, if you like, and that makes us relaxed. But if we run out of magnesium, as most people have, then they can't relax. They're stressed. They can't sleep properly. They may be getting depressed. And I would say maybe 90% of all of us are low on magnesium just because of the stress, let alone the fact it's not in the diet
2: all right so your first bullet point here sounds very interesting how doctors mistake healing for disease
1: yes well to explain this i think it's worth starting off with what a body does if it's poisoned so let's say you've gone out and you've eaten a horrible meal and you've got food poisoning you know maybe salmonella or bacteria or whatever it is now what does the body do well it probably vomits it probably you get diarrhea, you might sweat. The body tries its best to get rid of a toxic poison you know, any way it can. Let's say the toxic poisoning of food is with, let's say, a teenager who's not eating uh, well and they haven't got enough iodine to make their hormones work properly. Then uh, the body might try and inject that poison as a spot, might, might try and inject it as a boil or a tumour. There are many ways that the body deals with a poison. But let's look at look at it another way. Let's say you cut yourself. Now, what's going to happen is heat is going to happen, just like the poisoning. There's going to be lots of heat to to try and burn off the bacteria. Bacteria doesn't like heat. Fungus doesn't like heat. All sorts of ways that the body knows to get rid of natural toxins. The problem is it's the unnatural ones that it gets confused with, which can lead to cancer, for, for for one example. So you cut you cut your hand, you've got inflammation. That that is healing. The inflammation, you know, it gets hot, uh, it hurts, it gets better. That is the healing process. You know, the damage was the cut. The healing is the inflammation. So cancer is inflammatory. Heart conditions are inflammatory. So what if all inflammation is healing? Now the body may not. Be able to heal properly for, you know, because of nutrient deficiencies and so on. But the doctors look at inflammation as the problem. So, what if they're wrong? What if it's not? What if the inflammation, what if the tumor forming is the solution? Because if a tumor forms around a poison to lock it up, that may be the body's best response to a poison that it can't normally get out. I've seen clients. With breast cancer, where they didn't die from the treatment that the doctors would have given them. But what happened was the breast literally opened and the tumor fell out. Similarly with colon cancers, uh, there are a lot of people who said one morning I was in the toilet and out popped a tumor. So what if the body would never let you down? The body's always trying to do its best for you, but doctors mistake healing. For health. So, with cancer, for instance, they see a tumor, and I've used this example before. It's like taking your car to the car mechanic who says, We fixed the problem. We found the problem. It was red and hot and glowing. It was the warning light on your dashboard, the tumor. We've removed the tumor, the warning light, and now you'll be just fine. And then the problem just gets worse and comes back because they're mistaking the solution. For the problem.
0: Well, isn't that the basis for a lot of prescribed drugs? Like a lot of them are to deal with the symptoms. And if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that the symptoms are your body's warning sign telling you that healing needs to occur. So, I mean, we've had what Jason, three, four doctors who made the claim. And I'm not even kidding that no pharmaceutical ever cured anything. And the moment I heard that I thought, wait a minute. And I thought, well, what about antibiotics? And they said, with the exception of antibiotics, which actually kills a lot more than what you're targeting. Uh, the claim was that the pharmaceuticals are aimed at symptoms. So if what you're laying down is correct, those symptoms need not be messed with. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, they're the warning lights, the symptoms of the warning lights. I mean, let, let me give you an example.
0: Last year, I had
1: this chap come around, and he was in intense pain. It, it was dreadful, and I wasn't sure what it was or what to do, so I called an ambulance. So two people got out the ambulance, you know, the paramedics. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what it was. They called another ambulance. Three people got out of this ambulance. They don't know what to do either. So eventually, they called a third ambulance, who rushes the guy to hospital with gallstones mm-hmm. now why would anybody get gallstones well it's quite easy if somebody isn't eating natural fats you know, good good cholesterol rich fats you know for, for the vegan it might be avocados and olive oil for the meat eater or fish eater it might, might be oily fish fatty meat cheese eggs that sort of thing so when you're eating good fats, not margarine, not cheap, nasty fats from, from the supermarket, you know, oils from the supermarket. If you're eating proper fats, your gallbladder works efficiently. It produces bile, which dissolves fats and everything's great. If you're not eating enough cholesterol rich fats, then the gallbladder gets jammed. Stuck. So it gets sticky. You know, it's, it's, not working because you're not eating the right food to make it work. And then kidney stones, gallstones, all sorts of things can happen because we're not following, if you like, God's ideal diet, which is natural, not made in a factory who are destroying uh, the fats and oils. Yeah. You know, sunflower oil. If it was, you know, I've got a, a, a seed oil grinder and you, you put fresh seeds in and grind them up. And out it comes, you use a candle just to warm the seeds up a bit. Um, and that's great. But in the modern factories, you know, sunflower oil or something, I'll use a 20 ton press, heat it up to such a degree that the oil's rancid. It won't taste rancid, but it will be. And people are trying to make healthy brains, healthy hormones with the wrong type of fats and they end up with dementia and. Alzheimer's.
0: That's such a key point. And it occurred to me after we did one of the past shows, my mom was still alive and she was getting into some serious dementia, almost to the point where she couldn't swallow and things like that. But early on, you and I had talked and I had introduced coconut butter, coconut oil as much as I could. And it seemed to help a little bit, but it occurred to me that when the doctors got involved, there was no such thing as a good fat. It was like they viewed every fat as even even trying to put everybody on. uh, I don't know what the drugs are called for for blood pressure and everything. And they're always citing that fat is bad, fat is bad, fat is bad. That started
2: in the 80s. Do you remember that they went on this huge kick that, oh, got to do low fat, nothing with fat in it. And that's when they really pushed a lot of the, uh, the fake stuff.
0: But not only that, but if you remember, I think it was the 80s or the 70s where like people used to eat a lot of meat and it was never eat the fat off the meat. Clive in one of his previous shows pointed out that in the old villages, the king got the fatty portion, right? Um, I'm just saying, I I don't think we view it correctly because every morning when I have my cup of coffee, I put organic coconut butter a little bit every day. And I think it's improved the way I feel, but to jump back to what you were saying about tumors and things before I started taking your Lugol's iodine, your fulvic and the selenium, I would have, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, I, I would get little cysts under my skin. Those almost have all gone away now. And at first I thought it was the fulvic or something, but didn't you tell me it was likely the iodine that was doing that?
1: Yeah, it's going to be the iodine. And if they haven't gone away, you may need to take more. You know, people are very scared of iodine. But uh, back in the day, you know, 150 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, people were giving gram doses of iodine, whereas now the American government recommends a minute microgram amount. And I think the number is something like the amount that uh, the FDA recommend is 5,000 times less than what the iodine experts in the natural world feel would be right. 5,000 times less.
0: Yeah, but there's another thing, because I saw after you and I had done a previous show and I was thinking about the iodine and I was thinking about my mother trying to figure out a way to get her brain to work. Because the doctors weren't doing anything. They just said, she's going to die. That's what they told me. There's nothing to be done here. We'll give you drugs for when she gets upset because she's confused. But I read, and I'm not even kidding. The claim was, if you eat seafood once a week, then you've got enough iodine. Or, wait for it, if you live by the ocean, you're breathing ocean air. And I thought, really? And so when I started taking your iodine, I found exactly what you're saying is true. I started taking like two drops and I went up to about three or four drops. Well, what I noticed now is I take seven drops a day and that's when the last of the cysts were really going. And I I imagined that those cysts started when I was taking pharmaceuticals when I first got out of the Marine Corps way back in the nineties, they had me on things. Luckily, you know, I didn't know that much back then, but I knew quit taking all that stuff but I'm just saying they're, they're trying to claim if you breathe ocean air or you live by the ocean that's enough iodine all I can tell you is I live next to the ocean I go down there every day I wasn't getting enough iodine it
1: depends actually on how much seaweed is in the in in the area of ocean where you are because it's the seaweed that makes the iodine and uh, if there's lots of seaweed then in theory you might be able to get enough iodine just by breathing yeah it could be mm. So the incredible thing about iodine is that uh, if everybody had enough of it, and virtually nobody does, what we think of as, as infectious diseases, bacterial infections, fungal infections, candida, whatever, wouldn't happen because they say that every 17 minutes, all the blood goes through the thyroid gland. So if you've got enough iodine in your body in the thyroid gland, because iodine is probably the ultimate disinfectant or antibiotic or whatever you want to call it, we wouldn't really be ill, I don't think, if we had enough iodine. I mean, Japanese women have the lowest rate of cancer anywhere in the world, and they eat the most iodine. This is not a coincidence. It's um, you know, I, uh, a friend of mine, his wife uh, got breast cancer, and amongst a few other things, she got advice from an iodine expert who advised that she should paint it straight on her breast, like the Indian women do in India. So because, uh, you know, the sort of, you know, poor people in India, a lot of them couldn't afford chemotherapy or something. Uh, what they do there is they get iodine and they literally get a paintbrush. And if, if they've got breast cancer, they paint it on their breast and it works. I mean, they may need more than that, but hmm. massively powerful thing. I mean, every, Everybody I think should be taking iodine. If you do take iodine, you want to take selenium with it. Ideally, you can get selenium from eating lots of Brazil nuts or you can supplement with it. But I mean, most people who've got poor energy are probably iodine deficient. And there are, there are soils in the world uh, that contain granite. You know, Vermont is a good example of a granite rich soil and there's no iodine. Generally speaking, or very little iodine in the soil in a lot of states, you can look up the iodine content of of the area you live and see whether you're going to be getting it from from the food, because it 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 should be in the soil, but obviously not in every soil. But you know, anybody's not sleeping well, anybody who's feeling tense, you know, along with magnesium, because they both do, you know, they both have this calming effect, if you're not calm. If you've got low energy, if your temperature's out of control, you've got cold hands and feet, you're probably hypothyroid. If you've got high high temperature, everything comes down to iodine and the thyroid because iodine controls uh temperature. And you know, most iodine in men and women is in in the thyroid, but in women, the second second most second place where most of the iodine is is in the breasts. So as most people are low on iodine. It's not surprising that breast cancer has become an epidemic.
0: All right. Well, we're firmly in hour one. There's two things I want to touch on, but I want to get Jason in here first. I want to go after Jason. I want to go to how to overcome asthma because so many people have troubles. And the other one is about joint repair. I mean, that's huge. But Jason, what supplements are you taking these days? And do you feel like any of them have really changed things for you?
2: Let's see. I do iodine, selenium, fulvic minerals, vitamin C, and magnesium, but not to the quantities that you do.
0: Here's a tip about the selenium oil. When I first got it, the taste of it repulsed me. It doesn't anymore. I got used to it. But what I noticed is, (laughs) and I hope Clive doesn't tell me I'm doing it wrong. If I put the selenium oil on my tongue and then drink the iodine and fulvic in a, in a glass of water, it's, it neutralizes that. T- it makes it smoky, t- makes it taste like some kind of smoky food. Do you have any problem with, with taking the things that way? Would-
1: yes. I'm afraid I do have a problem with it. You see selenium, vitamin C, they're antioxidants. Iodine is a prooxidant, is an oxidant. So they neutralize one another. So if you put uh, vitamin C and iodine together, um, I mean, you've got a glass of water, you you squeeze some iodine in it, it goes dark brown. Put a sprinkle of vitamin C powder in it, it'll go clear because it's neutralized it right away. So iodine needs to be taken at a different time of day to an antioxidant.
0: Ah, well, see, there's good to know. As I was saying it, I kind of had a feeling. Jason, have you tried the Chlorofresh that Fortune has recommended?
2: We have it. I tried it once and forgot it's in the
0: fridge. I'm going to start trying to take it on
2: a regular basis.
0: Like Clive's things that I take religiously, that's one that I take religiously because it lowers, you know, it gets rid of the acidic pH and you know it's working because it turns your poop green to be rude about it. But let's get in how to overcome asthma. Uh, So many people with breathing conditions.
1: Well, uh, there are a few keys to it. One would be iodine. Another, and maybe maybe the biggest one would be vitamin C. Pretty much everybody who's got asthma, they've got allergies, for example, vitamin C deficiency is probably at the root of it. But the one I wanted to bring people's attention to is a breathing technique called but- buteyko breathing. buteyko breathing. And basically, most people with asthma are often mouth breathers and shallow breathers, and they breathe fast. So Uh, a lot of people just by slowing down their breathing can stop an asthma attack as they feel it coming on. You know, it's also linked to low magnesium because if, you know, as an asthma attack comes on, people are often stressed and panic and the magnesium can really calm them down. But it's definitely worth investigating uh, the breathing techniques. It's very simple, very, very simple to, to do.
0: So basically, vitamin C and iodine being deficient, you think contributes to asthma issues, and magnesium. Oh, and magnesium. Well, magnesium is like—was it you, Clive—that came on and told us about? Was the thir- the forties or the fifties? All of a sudden, cancer rates begin to climb everywhere but Egypt. And uh, someone goes to investigate, why are these Egyptians not part of this cancer em- epidemic? And then they discover, well, if an Egyptian leaves Egypt, they become just as susceptible as everyone to cancer. And then someone finally tracks it back to the magnesium. Was that you that brought that?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, it, it was indeed. And I'm glad you reminded me because I completely forgotten that
0: story. That's uh, pretty critical.
1: I was looking on the uh, Secret Health Club website, and there are four videos there about overcoming asthma. One of them is the breathing technique and um, one is with John Bergman, my favorite chiropractor and um, there are a couple of others so there, there there are a number of ways to do it and you know because I don't do consultations anymore you know i rec I recommend now people. To go to the Secret Health Club because most of what I learned in in articles and videos I've put there in in an A to Z of problems and solutions.
0: So, Rose just pinged me and she said it was episode 220 where you brought that information. Anyhow, a lot of people are having problems with their knees, their ankles, their, you know, just their joints in general. And I saw that you had made a statement that you've been repairing joints with. 100% 100% success.
1: Uh, no, it's not me. It's the University of Rome. Ah. And what happened was that I think it started about seven years ago, something like that. maybe might be slightly longer. They found a technique which would repair joints. And how it works is like this. They take 10 mil of blood, not very much, and they put it in a machine and they sort of shake it for a day and they heat it. And what happens is that that creates in the blood heat shock proteins. Now, they've treated over 2,000 people now, the University of Rome, and followed them up for five years. Of all the 2,000, they were all chosen because they needed knee or hip surgery. Not one of them actually did need the surgery because this technique works. So how the technique is operated is after treating the blood, it's now gone solid as a blob, and they cut it into very, very teeny, tiny slithers. Then they make three mil cuts in three places ar- around the knee capsule. So, you know, tiny, tiny, tiny. And they slip the tiny slither in this three mil. You know, it's like a, what, a 20th of an inch, or I can't quite do the conversion. It's hard, tiny. And within five days, the pain they had stops because what's happened is that they've they've worked out exactly where to put these little slivers of blood right where the body can create its own stem cells. So the body goes wild creating stem cells, and within three months, uh they get back to normal movement. And so this is available now. There, There are two. I think there's one uh, hospital in Umbria offering it and uh, in Rome, and it's about a tenth of the price of a knee operation. So for people who want to go the medical route, this is incredible news. And probably in the next 20 or 30 years, your local doctor will have heard of it.
0: So it's like a a keyhole surgery. Is that right? So they take a tiny incision to do this. And I assume you're, are you talking about the cartilage of the joint or is this all blood-based? All they do is they take 10 mil of blood
1: out and treat it for a day and then cut it into slivers and slip it back in. I mean, you know, hardly notice it. I don't even know whether – I don't think they have to do stitches or anything. It's that small. Mm. It just heals up as far as I'm aware. But, I mean, personally, if I had a client who had knee or back or hip problems, I, I would be treating them with, with diet and nutrition, you know, uh, because the body can self-repair. Uh, But this is for people who perhaps don't want to go that route. But, you know, the the world is waking up to, or the the medical profession is waking up to what's possible. Um, I I had a brilliant, I was given this brilliant idea by my friend Phil Mycans, who runs a company called Anti-Aging Systems. And he said, did I realize that every year over a million articles are written that are published in medical journals globally? Over one million. So there must be at least 50 million in the past, but many of them are in the wrong language for us to understand. And he said, look, we may, may not like the idea of AI, but this is where AI could come in. It could scan all those million articles looking for commonalities, looking for, you know, what works, if you like. And, you know, only about a 10, I, I can't remember what the percentage, a very small percentage of articles are actually written in English. But if AI could be given the task of scanning through all these millions of articles, um, we could probably learn some really powerful ways to fix illness and disease.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. You know, the things that technology could do that are beneficial, Uh, things like you're stating, translating, ranking automatically how important they are. Like they could say for osteo doctors, this is an incredibly, you know, they could do that all automatically. It's just not what we see yet, but let's talk about uh, how to reverse eye disorders and restore hearing um, because that certainly affects a lot of people. You know, it's strange, Clive, in the seventies, there were a fair share of older people in the neighborhood that I live in now, they didn't go to the doctor all the time. As a matter of fact, the way I remember it, which part of that is memory, but the way I remember it is they would occasionally go to the doctor and then some of them at end of life went to the doctor, but they typically came home to pass away. And I was thinking about how we do it now. Everybody goes to the doctor all the time but that's maybe neither here nor there. Let's get into reversing eye disorders and restoring hearing.
1: Well, the first time I personally had a result with my eyes was when I started uh, taking uh, vitamin C in a sort of serious manner. And I was maybe taking two or three or four grams in the morning and a similar amount in the afternoon. Vitamin C, if you want to do it seriously, is worth doing it twice a day because they say it only lasts about 12 hours in the body. And uh, my eyesight improved. I could see a line better when I next went to see the ophthalmologist. And he was surprised and impressed, you know. So that that was the first thing that happened to me. Uh, Now, since then, uh, I use the Tesla device on my eyes. I don't do it every day, and I don't do it for more than about a minute or so. Um, But the the most dramatic eye recovery that that I've had in the last month or so is on the Secret Health Club, it's also on odyssey.com. Odyssey is about the only place where my videos are still there and uncensored. Anyway, this uh, lady who, who I knew actually, um something had gone wrong with her eye and she was in pain with her eye and her eye was swelling and it seemed to have an infection inside the eye. Anyway, she went to the ophthalmologist, went to the eye hospital and spent three days uh, being treated with drops and... So on. And they told her that the, the possibility might be that she would go blind unless she took six months of steroids and six months of antibiotics. You know, all the yeah. different doctors that she saw told her slightly different stories, but basically scared her stiff. Anyway, after three days, the problem wasn't getting any better. So she came to see me and, um, she took a Tesla device home with her. And she said about three hours after getting home that afternoon, uh, her eye was already feeling a bit better. And she was doing, I think 15 second treatments with 30 second gaps. Might have been the other way around. Might have been 30 seconds with 15 second gaps. Can't remember,
0: but she did that with, with the eye attachment,
1: but with the eye attachment. Yeah. So, uh, something like six minutes in, in that day. Then, uh, by the time she went to bed, it was feeling better. She woke up at 3 in the morning, did did another treatment. And by the time she'd woken up in the morning properly, uh, it was almost completely better. And um, I saw her, I met her about a week or maybe 10 days later or something, and it still hadn't quite cleared up. But it was no longer a worry, and she was treating it every day and was confident that it would all get better. So, I mean, the interesting question is why it happened in the first place. And I don't really know the answer to that one, but presumably
0: toxicity or deficiency, like it always is. Always is. I mean, it's the cause of disease, isn't it? But uh, Jason has a Tesla device. I have a Tesla device. And here's what's crazy. After I first got mine, I noticed like randomly in this old picture of a barbershop, I realized that that was a Tesla device sitting there. And it was from the 1920s or 30s then I saw a dentist office back and it was a little more recent I saw a Tesla I saw the attachments for the Tesla device and as I began to pay attention Tesla devices were pretty ubiquitous at one time in this country and the thing about it is when you use it at first it's I don't know how to describe it you have a certain feeling but then you realize that the magic of it and I don't know if do you want to get into anything more about this in hour one, or do you need to shift it over to two if we want to talk about these devices?
1: Well, uh, no, I don't, I don't mind talking about it a little bit. As you know, I, along with about six others, searched the world for the really good ones. And we are amongst very few people who know how to restore them properly. You know, basically you've got two Tesla coils, one in the machine itself and one in the handle where the electrodes fit in. and the issue is to tune them because these devices are tunable in two different ways. And the idea is that one Tesla coil, if tuned properly to the other, resonates. And it seems that it resonates every frequency that's required to fix the cells of the body. Tesla described it as giving the body a cellular massage. And it it it's sort of like that. Imagine, you know. Somebody says, pull yourself together and gives you a good shake. It's a bit a bit like that for the body. So uh, what's happening is you're using electrons and uh, photons in the form of plasma. So, you know, as you know, plasma is like the fourth stage of, uh, I mean, you, you've got sort of ice, you've got uh, liquid, you've got gas, and then plasma, which is energised gas. And, you know, as you've observed, uh, you can actually see the plasma coming coming up the glass tube going into your body. And the colour. Yeah. D- you know, different gases, noble gases that which are at about a five hundredth of a vacuum, uh, you know, they're under vacuum. Our is just I mean, of all the machines I've ever tried, and I've tried rife machines and bioresonance, I've tried pretty much everything that's out there. This hundred year old equipment, you know, developed 120 years ago, more 130 years ago now, still works better than anything modern I've
0: ever found. If you go back and you start to pay attention of images and film from the twenties, thirties, maybe even the early forties, not only do you realize that the people were in better shape, and that even the people that might be considered obese, they're in, they're obese in a different way. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but what I notice is bald people were fewer, and I started to think about that, you know, because everyone used to put oils in their hair. By the time the fifties had come, it was pretty commonplace to see people. or Well, I guess maybe just the the teenagers were, but I wondered if that was it. But then I saw, saw a few pictures. You know, the Tesla device attachment that looks like a comb? I've seen in old barbershop images, that device sitting there. And I'm wondering if it was commonplace for certain barbers to just give you a nice hair treatment on the spot.
1: It was absolutely normal. And when I first came across this technology some 20 years ago, uh, I knew a hairdresser who was then in probably in her 70s or something. And she said, oh, yeah, this was taught to us at uh, a hairdressing school. And the same in the States. It was normal for hairdressers to use Tesla devices, just as it, it was normal for doctors and dentists. You know, 1910, you know, super common. 1915, probably most it, Well, every dentist would have known about it by then.
0: All right, well, we're coming up on the top of the hour here. Um, We're going to get into a few things in hour two. Um, We may touch on the gender confusion idea. Uh, There's some things about Russian work on peptides. There are so many things in the list of things that we could cover. For those who would like to try Clive's products, there is an episode, you know, there's a little image and all the images of the products that I support. Clive is near the top. As a matter of fact, I'll look real quick just so I get it right. Clive is the first one, top row, all the way left. It says Clive to Carl on it. Is this code still good? The discount code? I think it is. Clive, isn't it?
1: I'll make sure that it is with Vicky.
0: All right. The current code Vicky can see on the website, Crow 77710 with two R's in Crow. But the episodes that Clive has been in, wait for it, here they come. 220, 234, 257, 299, 307, 333, 369 and 408. And of course the one we're doing now, which will be 441. I can't imagine too many other shows where people have gotten so much benefit, even just the basics, the iodine, the vitamin C, the magnesium, these, these things kind of changed my life. I noticed that over time I have more energy. It's almost like I got to the point, well, I'm getting older than a bag of dirt here. So of course I'm going to start running down. But when I started paying attention and taking some supplements and eating better, my energy levels came back. But the other thing is the the, the new mushroom hybrid called Focus. Uh, that's as far as I know, only available through Clive. Clive, please just tell people quickly where you can be contacted and probably about your secret health club too. Sure.
1: So uh, if somebody needs to write to me, let's say they want to uh, purchase a Tesla device that they, they can just write to me at info at to carl.com. My website is clive to carl.com. And then the secret health club is secrethealthclub.com. health club.com. And uh, there's just so much that I would love to talk about and tell everybody, but of course there's never quite enough time. But uh, the Secret Health Club has got the information, you might say, and the website has got the products. In England, you know, if I were to be so bold as to say water would hydrate you, I wouldn't be allowed to say that because I haven't done a double-blind study to prove it. So on the Clive de Car website, I can't make any claims about anything, basically. So. Um, <laughs> It's 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 crazy in, in England
0: right now. It is. And by the way, for the Tesla devices, there's so many of them left in the world. And do not be fooled by the Chinese knockoffs. The Chinese have been caught putting mercury in those tubes. And it's just a cheaper, crappy version of what was... I don't even know how to describe it. Even the thickness of the blown glass was considered. So those original devices from the 20s, 30s, I don't know, up to the 50s, maybe, I don't know, um, that have been refurbished, that's the real deal. You're not going to do better. But that brings hour one of episode 441 with Jason Lingren and Clive DeCarle, basically talking about supplements and other things of interest to a close. Uh, In hour two, there's a lot of things. Another thing we're going to get into is telomeres anyone who knows anything about telomeres, this is a big deal. And I imagine sometime in the future, when we get back to sanity and true health, telomeres are going to play a big role in how long we live. There it is. I'd like to wish everybody a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. And I hope to see you as a member at crow777radio.com for our two. There it is, man. Cheers.